Welcome to the Moms Who Inspire Us podcast. My name is Sarah Smith, and this is a project I've poured my heart into. Each episode, we will talk to a mom that has overcome or accomplished something big or small during motherhood. My goal is to provide us with a small dose of inspiration and encouragement. And honestly, I need your help to get word out about this new podcast. After you've subscribed, could you text a friend to tell them about your new favorite podcast? In today's episode, I chat with my friend Tanya about her life as a wife and mom with lupus, an autoimmune disease. She openly shares her struggles, how she became an advocate for her own health, and advice for other moms going through a chronic illness. This is Tanya's personal story and not medical advice. So thank you for being here today with us, Tanya. And I wanted you to share your story about living with lupus. So tell me where you're at now in your life. Um, Now I'm a stay-at-home mom. I um, have three boys that are soon to be 19, 17, and 13. So we have a super busy household. And I kind of do as at-home business that I can work from my phone. And I have a husband that travels a lot. So we're just kind of on the go all the time. Yeah, that's, I think you have a very, very busy life from what I can see from the outside. It's, it's busy. So tell us um, how old you were and like what your symptoms were whenever you started the whole journey with lupus. Um, well, I was diagnosed at the age of 32. I had um, a three-year-old and a one-year-old at the time. So mom exhaustion was real, but you add on lupus exhaustion and it was unbearable (laughs) at times. Um, But looking back and learning what lupus actually is, which is an autoimmune disease, it can affect any part of your body. Um, My symptoms were mainly really a lot of fatigue. And it's not the kind of fatigue where you can go to bed and wake up and you feel better. It was that just constant chronic in the bed all the time. Sometimes getting a shower was pretty much the extent of my energy level in the daytime. Then looking back, I realized I had my first flare at the age of 21. Um, so I was in college. And so for it took about 11 years for me to get diagnosed. My symptoms range. I used to have migraines, terrible, terrible migraines all the time. I would go to a doctor and they would tell me I'm college tired for a while. And then they would tell me I'm just mom tired for a while. Um, they always tested me for diabetes. They always tested me for mono, which I did show that I had the Epstein-Barr virus, which a lot of people do. They always thought I was pregnant. <laughs> that was kind of the first test they always did. So for about 10 or 11 years, I kind of went from doctor to doctor trying to search for the answer to the puzzle that I could not figure out. And my husband, Chris, at that time could not figure out. Um, I was just really sick a lot. And to the point where it would affect, I was a full-time, you know, job. I had a full-time job. And then early years of trying to be a mom, it was just um, really hard. So what was the discovery that finally got you that diagnosis? We had just moved to Birmingham and I was having a lot of pain. Um, Joint pain comes into effect with lupus, muscle pain comes into effect. And I was having a lot of pain and my legs were swelling. And I went to just the dock in the box here in Birmingham and he looked at me and I told him my symptoms and told him how long I had been struggling. And he said, I think you need to go to the ER. And so he thought I had a blood clot. So he sent me to the ER. And as soon as I saw the ER doctor, he said, you need to see a rheumatologist. I think you have lupus. And I'd never even heard the word before. Like it was, I was floored. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Am I going to die? Or am I going to see my kids grow up? Like it was terrifying. Wow. So what is, so what was like the journey once you saw the rheumatologist, what was it like from there? 
Um, there's no test for lupus, so there's not like a positive or negative. They do a series of tests and they really monitor your symptoms. And so I went in, he told me exactly what the ER doctor told me. I think you have lupus. I want to monitor you for three months and let's kind of check back in and see how you're doing. Didn't give me any meds, didn't change anything, just kind of wanted to, I guess, watch me. And so um, three months went back and um, I'm toting my kids in <laughs> to the rheumatologist's office. And he said, I I'm pretty sure you have this. He said, let's put you on Plaquenil, which is hydroxychloroquine. It's kind of the standard lupus medicine that um, all rheumatologists put. I mean, everybody that, knows, that I know that has lupus is on that medicine. So it's kind of the basic um, one. And he said, let's put it on there and see if you can tell a difference. And three months down the road, six months down the road, there were definitely some changes that um, I could tell had happened with that medicine. So at that point, he confirmed the diagnosis and we kind of went from there. It's just monitoring symptoms and managing things as they pop up. Okay. So there's not really like a standard treatment or is there... No, not really. The Plaquenil is the base thing. Through the years, I'm, I typically am either pretty healthy and feeling pretty good, or I'm really, really sick. And so um, 2012 was my worst year by far. Um, I spent about six months in bed. I had home health. I was getting, um, I had home health coming three days a week. I was getting IV steroids. I was taking chemo drugs. I just trying to calm my, the flare. They call them lupus flares. So to try to calm the flare down. And basically it's just inflammation in your body and it can attack anything. It's like your brain, your kidneys, your heart, your lungs. For me, it always tends to attack my heart and my lungs. I have a really hard time breathing. That can be very painful <laughs> at the same time. Like every breath you take, it hurts. I would have a lot of pleurisy and things like that. And so they give you high dose steroids is really the main thing to try to get the inflammation down. That year, I actually took a trip to Johns Hopkins and saw the number one lupus doctor in America. He referred me up there because he was kind of like, I don't know what else to do <laughs> with you. And um, I went up there and it was very informative. She really um, introduced me to like the nutrition side of uh -huh. things and the exercise side of things and the need for that instead of just trying to put a Band-Aid on my symptoms with medicine. So that was really 2012 was when my eyes kind of got open to a different being an advocate of my own health, I guess, is the main thing. Just taking care of me and doing what I can, not just relying on the doctors and the medicines to do something. That's so cool. Because that's like where I guess my interest lies as, as well. And that's also interesting that the doctor in Birmingham didn't mention anything. It's like diet and, and nutrition and exercise is so important, but it gets overlooked so often. So really what does. changes, what changes did you make um, after? And that's so cool that the number one doctor in lupus, like <laughs> do that. Yes. Like, yes. Can she tell her colleagues? That'd be nice. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like some doctors just think outside the box and some just want to go by what they were taught in med school and things have changed so much since, you know, 20 years, 30 years ago when these doctors were in med school, we've learned so much about like what nutrition and all that means to our bodies. Yeah. She just it really told me to try to stay away from sugar. Garlic, I guess, is a big cause for inflammation. So that was one of the things, and I love garlic. With lupus, a lot of times the sun, the UV rays can cause a flare to come on. A lot of people will have rashes and things like that. Thankfully, the sun does not affect me. If you line up 10 lupus patients, they all will have completely different symptoms and they'll all have a completely different story. And so that's why it's so hard to diagnose and it's so hard to treat because it's not just a standard you know, protocol for anything. But yeah, diet was a big thing. Eliminating the sugar, um, eating whole foods, no processed foods, 
just all the standard things that we hear about today that we didn't know about 20 years ago. <laughs> and so you saw a change, like, was it drastic or slow? I mean, like, you know, what was the progress? It was slow. I would say it was slow. It was, I definitely saw some differences in energy levels. I saw some differences in pain levels. Um, I still was pretty sick. I would, on typical year, I would have at least, I would have at least a two lupus flares a year. And those flares would last anywhere from six weeks to four months. So when you think about that, having two a year, I mean, that's half your year gone. That, I mean, there were, there were days, I mean, I don't want to get like emotional, but there were days where I literally, when my kids were little and Chris was working, I would, could not have survived without friends, number one, to help me and my, and my family to come help me with some things. But um, there were days like I just laid on the couch and I could not physically open my eyes and I would just pray like, Lord, please just let my kids stay safe until somebody can get here kind of thing, because it was just the exhaustion was just unbelievable. And I'm not a person that likes to sit. Yeah. You're <laughs> so, definitely a high energy person. Yeah. Yeah. So like for me to sit or have to like lay down and miss out on, you know, have that FOMO of missing out on something that's going on is really hard, like emotionally and mentally and that sort of thing. So those are things I've struggled with through the years. It's just yeah. um, depends on the time of time of year and what's happening. Yeah. So during a flare, like how do you cope? Like what are some, you know, for any fellow moms out there who, you know, they're in a flare and they're struggling and they have young kids, like what did you do? Um, I learned to ask for help which I was not very good at at the beginning. Um, but I've learned that people feel um, needed and wanted and it's a blessing to them to be able to help someone else. And I've known that just because I've been able to pay that back for people. And so I, that's the biggest thing, I think. And then my faith has carried me through so much. Um, you know, faith is really easy when times are really easy and life is good. But when things get hard and you have nothing literally to hold on to and there's no hope, you have to have that. I mean, God is hope, you know, and the, he definitely sustained me. I just listened to worship music while I was laying in the bed or, um, you know, having friends come over and pray with me or pray for me really carried me through so much. And it's weird. I don't know if it's weird, but there's during my sickest of times is when I felt closest to God during my sickest of times. And my most hopeless of times is where I felt the, um, spirit of God, just like right there with me, comforting me. And it's, yeah, I wish I could feel that every single day if I could slow down long enough, but, um, it's been pretty, it's, it's pretty special that even though, you know, you have, um, I mean, there were days in the bed that I was like, I don't want to live like this, you know, like, I mean, if this is the way my life is going to be, like, just take me, I don't want to live like this. And, um, clearly he's got me here for a purpose and a reason. I don't know. I just I trust him. And I, I know for other moms, I would say, don't be afraid to ask for help. I would say, um, find your faith somewhere. And, um, you know, if you don't know Jesus, then call somebody that does, then they'll tell you all about him because anybody that knows him has experienced him and you can't deny any of that. So that's beautiful. So talk to me more about that doctor back in 2012 and you learned about diet and exercise and how important that was how did that change your life and did that lead to anything else yeah it really was a catapult to learning so much more than just the basics of eliminate sugar it kind of pushed me to dig in a little bit deeper I learned a little bit more just about how gut health 
and um, how that it affects so many people with autoimmune. I don't know if you know, you probably do, but 80% of your immune system starts in your gut. And so when our gut health is unbalanced, most people's is just because of what we do eat and the steroids and the antibiotics and the birth control that we take in the hormones. When it's unbalanced, it creates a myriad of symptoms and bad things that can happen in your body that a lot of people just say, oh, I'm getting older. So this is, you know, this is normal. And a lot of things are not normal. So one thing that I've learned is addressing my gut health, trying to fight that inflammation that is so chronic with lupus has been a real game changer for me. I had a friend actually that um, her husband has MS and she came to me and introduced me and wanted me to try some supplements. And um, initially I was like, no, not putting anything in my body. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to, you know, Chris was really against it. She just kept telling me all about these supplements and how they were natural and plant-based and um, that she thought that they would really help me, that they had really helped her husband with MS and some of his MS symptoms. And I pushed back because I was just like, I have tried everything. Like I have been on chemo meds. I have been on all the steroids. I have, you know, been on every medicine known to man. If none of that helped me, how are these little plant-based pills going to help me? So Chris and I really talked about it and we really prayed about it. And Chris is in, um, he does medical device sales. And so he's used to like digging into some of the medical journals and that sort of thing. And so that's what he did. And I didn't even know he was doing it, but he went and Googled ingredients and Googled all the products and went ingredient by ingredient and went through these medical review journals to find out like what, what it does in your body, if it helps, what it helps with and that sort of thing. And he actually came back to me and said, I think you need to try these supplements. And so I did. And what I found was the first six weeks, they did nothing for me. Um, it, though they actually have a 60 day money back guarantee, which I thought was kind of cool. Cause I was like, I'll just get my money back. So these aren't going to work. And six weeks down the road, I kept saying, I'm going to get my money back. And I kept telling my friend, I'm just let me get my money back. This isn't working. And she just really encouraged me to, you know, do three months and then we'll talk about it. And so I went out of town for about five days with Chris and about day three without my supplements, because I didn't take them with me because why would I take them on vacation? They're not working <laughs> and quickly realized something's different. And by the time I got home, the joint pain was there. The fatigue was there. Um, the achiness of the muscles were, was all completely back. And so from that point on, I was a believer. And so since my visit to the doctor's office and today, you know, I used to have a flare every two, two every year. And now I have one every 18 to 24 months. Um, I'm not cured because there's no cure for lupus, but my life and my quality of life and the life of my family and the life of my kids has been so improved just because I've focused on gut health. I've focused on fighting the inflammation. I've focused on blood sugar balance. Sugar completely feeds inflammation. And so doing those three main pillars and really, you know, making sure I'm eating correctly, making sure I'm taking the supplements that are helping to balance my body and fill in the gap of what I'm not getting through my nutrition um, and making sure I'm moving my body every day, drinking my water, all those things that has um, made a huge difference in my quality of life and just living with lupus. It has changed everything. That's amazing. So you had an average of two flares a year that could last anywhere from what'd you say, like four weeks six, to two months? Yeah. Six weeks to three months. Yeah. Six, okay. And then you went from having a flare to like one, like every 18 months. Yeah. I've, I've, I've gone two years. I've gone a full 24 months with just one flare. And then, but more, most of the time it's somewhere in the 18 to 24 month range, which is just amazing. 
I mean, it sounds crazy to be like, I'm so thankful for one player every 18 to 24 months. But compared to where I've been, yeah, it is life changing. It really is. It's yeah. So, and that's more time you can be with your family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a lot more uptime than downtime. And that, I think that's the goal of every lupus patient is just to enjoy life more than their surviving life. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about you. So you, you had two sons whenever you were first diagnosed and said, so then you went on to have a third son. That's pretty cool. That's like, yeah. like, a, bit, like a big leap of faith there. It was, it was when we first got married, we always said we wanted four kiddos. And then, um, we, we had two and they were two years apart. And then I was just too sick. I was a full-time, um, I had a job full-time. I worked full-time, had the kids, but my job was in outside sales. And so there were so many days that like, I would go to work. I would take a nap at lunch. I would have to pull my car into a parking lot at like two 30 or three before I'd go back to the office and take another nap. Cause I just couldn't drive. Like I don't know, people think that's crazy and it probably would be crazy in today's world, but I felt safe doing it back then. Yeah. Them being so young and then being a, when I got sick, we were kind of like, you know, we're probably not gonna be able to have any more kids. And so um, I was doing pretty okay. Um, and then in 2009, found out that I was pregnant. And about two days later, found out I had double pneumonia and ended up in the hospital for 11 days on all kinds of terrible meds that were not good for the baby. And so that was kind of a scary time. Um, I got out of the hospital and had to take short-term disability, um, couldn't go back to work, couldn't breathe, and um, ended up having some complications with the pregnancy when I did go back to work. And so Chris and I made the decision at that point that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And that work was just too stressful and it was not healthy for me to do that anymore. So that was a hard decision for me because I like people and I like being out and about and doing that sort of thing. So that was one of the challenges I think that we um, encountered with being at home. I love my boys and being at home and being a mom now that I am home is one of the greatest joys that I could have ever had. And I'm so thankful I don't have to go to work every day, but it was a hard, it was a tough ego, I guess. I don't know. Just like oh. I'd always worked, you know, like yeah. I was always needed. I always had a purpose. And so um, it was kind of hard. Like I floundered for a few years, like, okay, I'm changing diapers, but what else has my life got in store <laughs> kind of thing? So I've been there. I totally get it. And I, I know a lot of moms struggle with that as well. So how did you know, the support of your husband and like, how did lupus affect your marriage? Like that, that seems. Uh, it is a lot. And um, when you tell your vows for sickness and health, you have no idea what is in store. Right. And so for me and Chris, it, I don't know, like, I just, he has been a rock. Like I can't think of like, it's been hard. It's been hard for him watching me and not being able to fix it. It's been hard for him to be able to like, be all the things because he does have a job that I mean he's been working at for 16 years and he travels a lot and he covers four states doing outside sales and stuff and so he's gone you know two to three nights a week on average so he hates that he he hates not being here for everything but he's he's my rock he is the person that like when I get tired I get real irritable <laughs> I get real like Argh. and he I mean he'll look at me and be like go lay down like he gives me permission to go rest which I know I um, helped with a lupus support group in here in Birmingham for about eight years. So I've met a lot of people that have lupus and I know there's a lot of spouses that are not supportive and there's a lot of 
spouses that um, resent the person and don't believe that they really are sick or that they need that rest or whatever. And I'm just very thankful. Chris has always been the one that's like pushed me to take care of myself and encouraged me to do the things that I need to do and, and that sort of thing. And the boys too, you know, I, for a long time, I felt a lot of guilt for the kids. I just saw something pop up on Facebook the other day that my uh, Tucker, my youngest one, who's on, who will be 13 next year and, or in a couple of months, he had said a, something. I, read, I wrote it on Facebook that he had gone to Mother's Day out and he told the teacher, my mommy can't play with me in the backyard because she's too tired. And I remember I read it the other day and it just like crushed me all over again because I remember like I couldn't, I couldn't be, you know, like room mom. I could be go on all the field trips because I never knew how I was going to wake up the next day. And so there was a lot of guilt of like wanting to do those things and not being able to or committing to those things and having to call back and be like, I can't do it. So I just quit. Like I quit for a long time making the effort to try to be there because I was afraid that I would always have to let somebody down. And they were three and one, you know, Tate and Tanner were three and one when they were born and or when I was diagnosed. And so they've never known a mom without lupus. I mean, that's just kind of part of our staple. And it's amazing to me as they've grown and matured, and even when they were little, but more so now, I think I recognize like what good husbands and what good, you know, brothers that they are and husbands that they're going to be just caretakers. Like they've just, they've watched their dad and they've stepped in when they've needed to step in. I mean, it's, it's nothing for them to pick up the vacuum cleaner and vacuum it on a day that I'm just laying on the couch and can't move, you know, so they just are very helpful and I don't know, I, as much as like I've hated having this disease while they've been young, I, I pray that God's using it to, you know, grow them and mature them and teach them for whatever they have in their path in the future. Absolutely. That definitely gives them empathy and just understanding in a different way than, you know, most teenage kids. Yeah. So you have three boys. So like, what are some, do you have any funny stories to tell? Oh gosh. Yes. I have lots of funny stories (laughs) there. Okay. So just I, um, with lupus, your body does not heal properly. So if you have to have surgery or there's any, you know, broken bones or anything, then, um, your body just takes a little bit longer to heal. So I have had a lot of surgeries. I've had like 13 random surgeries. Um, it's funny. Some of them are kind of funny. Like I stepped on a stingray in the Dominican Republic at the night and I see you there. But then there was another surgery after that because part of the stingray was in. So I was like in a boot for a really long time. Um, But one of the funniest stories, that's a little bit embarrassing, but I'll share it anyway. I had to have some bladder surgeries. And so um, as a mom of three boys, that happens sometimes. And so I had to have some bladder surgeries. So things did not go so great with those surgeries. Ended up having to have three within like a three-month period of time. So there was a catheter that was needed. And there was medicine that turned your urine green. And so I would have to sit with a bag. I mean, it was horrible. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I mean, I was in my early 40s, I guess. It was horrible. And so I would sit with a bag of my green TT, and they called it elf pee. And so they would, tell, <laughs> they would tell all their friends, my mom has elf pee. And so that was kind of one of the funniest. Like, we just tried to laugh at everything that silly happened to that. Uh, we had no control over because there's really no other option. <laughs> yes, we cope, especially in my family with my sister. We definitely cope with humor. Like that's, that's just how we cope. There's I know, I know no other way. <laughs> yeah. If you can't laugh about it, what are you going to do? Cry? I mean, I don't want to cry all the time. <laughs> I just right. rather laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
That's hilarious. Elf. Yes. Elf face. Mm-hmm. I love your story and I love that you're so willing to share and, you know, help other moms that are diagnosed with lupus or just be an inspiration just to moms like me. Is there a way that people can follow you on social media? If they want to reach out with you, what would that be? Absolutely. Um, we are at Mac Nickel mania on Instagram. It's M A C N I C O L M A N I A. So that is probably the best place to find me. And you can DM me if you have questions or um, anything. And um, I share a lot about just life with the boys and trying to be healthy-ish, as I call it. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but I'm doing the best I can. And I would love to connect with some people and just say hi. And we're also on Facebook as Chris and Tanya McNichol. So you can check us out there as well. Okay. And I'll link those in the show notes below. Is there anything else you want to share before we go? No, I, um, I'm just thankful that you had me on. It's been oh. fun. Oh, you're welcome. Well, thanks for coming. Like, I, you know, I, my goal is just to, you know, f- just to have encouragement for moms. And I feel like your story is so encouraging. And I know there are so other moms that struggle with, you know, a chronic illness or autoimmune disease. And, you know, it's just nice to know that you're not alone. Um, for sure. For sure. Well, I love, I love helping people. Like I said, I was part of the lupus support group directors for about eight years and I'm still involved with that, with the lupus walk. We have a lupus walk every year in Birmingham. So our next one is April the 24th. If there's any local people listening and um, we'd love for y'all to come out and support. It's a good old family day of fun and just raising awareness of what lupus is and um, how it affects people and all that good stuff. So. I am so grateful for Tanya sharing her story with us. She is such an inspiration to me, and I hope you have found some encouragement in the conversation. I am sending you love and compassion as you go about your busy day. Talk to you soon.